Section 20 of Poems of American History, The Colonial Era. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Larry Wilson. Poems of American History, The Colonial Era. Chapter 5. The Settlement of New England. Part 4. The old colony's palmy days were of short duration, for it was soon overshadowed by a more wealthy and vigorous neighbor, founded by the powerful Puritan party. THE PILGRIM FATHERS Well worthy to be magnified are they who, with sad hearts of friends and country, took a last farewell, their loved abodes forsook, and hallowed ground in which their fathers lay, then to the new-found world explored their way that so a church unforced uncalled to brook ritual restraints within some sheltering nook her lord might worship and his word obey in freedom men they were who could not bend blessed pilgrims surely as they took for guide a will by sovereign conscience sanctified blessed while their spirits from the woods ascend along a galaxy that knows no end but in his glory who for sinners died from right and ordinance abused they fled to wilds where both were utterly unknown but not to them had providence foreshown what benefits are missed what evils bred in worship neither raised nor limited save by self-will lo from that distant shore for right and ordinance piety is led back to the land those pilgrims left of yore led by her own free choice so truth and love by conscience governed do their steps retrace fathers your virtues such the power of grace their spirit in your children thus approve transcendent over time unbound by place concord and charity in circles move william wordsworth when charles i came to the throne in sixteen twenty five with the expressed determination to harry the puritans out of england the latter decided to seek an asylum in the new world in sixteen twenty eight john endicott and a few others secured a patent from the new england council for a trading company the grant including a strip of land across the continent from a line three miles south of the merrimac to another three miles south of the charles it was into this colony known as massachusetts that the older colony of plymouth was finally absorbed the pilgrim fathers the pilgrim fathers where are they the waves that brought them o'er still roll in the bay and throw their spray as they break along the shore still roll in the bay as they rolled that day when the mayflower moored below when the sea around was black with storms and white the shore with snow the mists that wrapped the pilgrim sleep still brood upon the tide and his rocks yet keep their watch by the deep to stay its waves of pride for the snow-white sail that he gave to the gale when the heavens look dark is gone as an angel's wing 
through an opening cloud is seen and then withdrawn the pilgrim exile sainted name the bill whose icy brow rejoiced when he came in the morning's flame in the morning's flame burns now and the moon's cold light as it lay that night on the hillside and sea still lies where he laid his houseless head but the pilgrim where is he the pilgrim fathers are at rest when summer's throned on high and the world's warm breast is in verdure dressed go stand on the hill where they lie the earliest ray of the golden day on that hallowed spot is cast and the evening sun as he leaves the world looks kindly on that spot last the pilgrim spirit has not fled it walks in noon's broad light and it watches the bed of the glorious dead while the holy stars by night it watches the bed of the brave who have bled and still guard this ice-bound shore till the waves of the day where the mayflower lay shall foam and freeze no more john pierpont king charles little suspecting that he was providing an asylum for the puritans confirmed the patent by royal charter to the governor of the company of the massachusetts bay in new england no place for the meetings of the company had been named in the charter but the audacious plan was formed to remove it patents charter and all to new england secret meetings were held the old officers were finally got rid of and john winthrop was elected governor winthrop sailed for america on april seventh sixteen thirty and arrived at salem june twelfth it was the beginning of a great immigration for in the four months that followed seventeen ships arrived with nearly a thousand passengers the thanksgiving in boston harbor june twelfth sixteen thirty praise ye the lord the psalm to-day still rises on our ears born from the hills of boston bay through five times fifty years when winthrop's fleet from yarmouth crept out to the open main and through the widening waters swept in april sun and rain pray to the lord with fervent lips the leader shouted pray and prayer arose from all the ships as faded yarmouth bay they passed the skilly isles that day and may day came and june and thrice upon the ocean lay the full orb of the moon and as that day on yarmouth bay ere england sunk from view while yet the rippling solent lay in april skies of blue pray to the lord with fervent lips each morn was shouted pray and prayer rose from all the ships as first in yarmouth bay blew warm the breeze o'er western seas through maytime morns and june till hailed these souls the isles of shoals low neath the summer moon and as cape anne arose to view and norman's woe they passed the wood doves came the white mists through and circled round each mast pray to the lord with fervent lips then called the leader pray and prayers arose from all the ships as first in yarmouth bay above the sea the hilltops fair god's towers began to rise 
and odors rare breathe through the air like balms of paradise through burning skies the ospreys flew and near the pine-cooled shores danced airy boat and thin canoe to flash of sunlit oars pray to the lord with fervent lips the leader shouted pray then prayers arose and all the ships sailed into boston bay the white wings folded anchors down the sea-worn fleet in line fair rose the hills where boston town should rise from clouds of pine fair was the harbor summit walled and placid lay the sea praise ye the lord the leader called praise ye the lord spake he give thanks to god with fervent lips give thanks to god to-day then anthem rose from all the ships safe moored in boston bay praise ye the lord primeval woods first heard the ancient song and summer hills and solitudes the echoes rolled along the red cross flag of england blew above the fleet that day while shawmut's triple peaks in view and amber hazes lay praise ye the lord with fervent lips praise ye the lord to-day the anthem rose from all the ships safe moored in boston bay the arabella leads the song the mayflower sings below that erst the pilgrims bore along the plymouth reefs of snow oh never be that psalm forgot that rose o'er boston bay when winthrop sang and indicott and saltonsall that day praise ye the lord with fervent lips praise ye the lord to-day and praise arose from all the ships like prayers in yarmouth bay that psalm our fathers sang we sing that psalm of peace and wars while o'er our heads unfolds its wing the flag of forty stars and while the nation finds a tongue for nobler gifts to pray twill ever sing the song they sung that first thanksgiving day praise ye the lord with fervent lips praise ye the lord to-day so rose the song from all the ships safe moored in boston bay our fathers prayers have changed to psalms as david's treasures old turned on the temple's giant arms to lily work of gold ho vanish ships from yarmouth's tide ho ships of boston bay your prayers have crossed the centuries wide to this thanksgiving day we pray to god with fervent lips we praise the lord to-day as prayers arose from yarmouth ships but psalms from boston bay hezekiah butterworth but the conditions of the colonists was for the most part pitiful and food was so scarce that shellfish served for meat and acorns for bread winthrop had foreseen this and had engaged captain william pierce of the ship lion to go in all haste to the nearest port in ireland for provisions foodstuffs were nearly as scarce there as in america and pierce was forced to go on to london where he was again delayed a fast was appointed throughout the settlements for february twenty second sixteen thirty one to implore divine succor on the twenty first as winthrop was distributing the last handful of meal in the barrel unto a poor man distressed by the wolf at the door at that instant they spied a ship arrived at the harbor's mouth laden with provisions for them all the ship was the lion 
and the fast day was changed into a day of feasting and thanksgiving the first thanksgiving february twenty second sixteen thirty one it was captain pierce of the lion who strode the streets of london who stalked the streets in the blear of morn and growled in his grisly beard by neptune quoth this grim sea-dog i fear that my master's undone tis a bitter thing if all for naught through the drench of the deep i've steered he had come from out the ultimate west through the spinning drift and the smother came for a guerdon of golden grain for a hungry land afar and he thought of many a wasting maid and of many a sad-eyed mother and how their gaze would turn and turn for a sail at the harbour bar but famine lay on the english isle and grain was hoarded treasure so ruddy the coin must gleam to loose the lock of the storehouse door and under his breath the captain groaned because of his meagre measure and the grasping souls of those that held the keys to the precious store but he flung a laugh and a fleer at doubt and braving the roaring city he faced them out those moiling men whose greed had grown to a curse till at last he found in the strenuous press a heart that was moved to pity and he gave the governor's bond and word for what he lacked in his purse so the lion put her prow to the west in the wild and windy weather her sails all set though her decks were wet with the driving scud and the foam never an hour would the captain hold his staunch little craft in tether for the haunting thought of hungry eyes was the lure that called him home sooth in the streets of boston town was the heavy sound of sorrow for an iron frost had bound the world and the sky hung bleak and dread despair sat dark on the face of him who dared to think of the morrow when not a crust could the good wife give if the children moaned for bread but hark from the wintry waterside a loud and lusty cheering that sweeps the sullen streets of the town as a wave the level strand a sail a sail upswelled the cry speeding the vessel steering out of the vast of the misty sea into the waiting land turn the dimming page of the past that the dust of the years is dry on and see the tears in the eyes of joy and the ship draws into the shore and see the genial glow on the face of captain pierce of the lion as the governor grips his faithful hand and blesses him o'er and o'er oh the rapture of that release feasting instead of fasting happiness in the heart of the home and hope with its silver ray oh the songs of prayer and praise to the lord god everlasting that mounted morn and noon and eve on that first thanksgiving day clinton scholard end of section twenty